Hello and welcome to KIOS at the Movies. I'm your host, Joshua LeBure, and I'm here with Diana Martinez from Filmstreams. And we're going to discuss the film, The Green Knight. Friends. Brothers and sisters. Who can regale me and my queen with some myth? Or tale? Oh, greatest of kings, let one of your knights try to land a blow against me. Indulge me in this game. I will meet thee. your quest for you. And what do you hope to gain from facing all of this? Honor. That is why Knight does what he does. Are you ready? Filmmaker David Lowry, the director of multiple films that I loved, like Ghost Story and Ain't Them Body Saints, as well as big tentpole films like Pete's Dragon, brings us his most ambitious work to date. The Green Knight stars Dev Patel as Gowan, the nephew of King Arthur, who after a dangerous game is initiated by the Green Knight, sets off on a harrowing journey to finish the game and risk losing his head, literally and figuratively. The Green Knight is big and strange and beautiful and isn't afraid to leave big questions without clear answers. This film requires multiple viewings, and the more I sit with it, the more I love it, and I can't wait to experience it again with fresh eyes. Run, don't walk to see the Green Knight, but don't expect to have easy answers. Leave your expectations at the door and go in with an open heart. So Diana, what did you think about the Green Knight? I loved it. Yeah. That's it, end of episode. Okay. It's almost like that's almost like all I really want to say about it because it's just one of those films that I feel like after one viewing is very difficult to talk about. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely something that I found very enjoyable. I love an ambitious, weird movie that does things that are unexpected. And for the most part, I thought this one was really successful at it. 
but it's definitely not a film that you go in expecting a linear narrative where everything ties together neatly. You're going to be left mm-hmm. with a lot of questions. Yeah, especially especially the ending, which I have ideas about what the ending means. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I so I so every week I write a little like thing for um, Film Streams' e-newsletter. Um, and I'm just going to tell you what I wrote because I actually really liked it. And it was, the, I was like, I, I'm very correct. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking about the Green Knight in terms of like a, like a superhero movie, right? So Chaucer's Green Knight, it, it is, you know, like the original kind of superhero story and King Arthur and all those guys like are legendary in history for their heroic feats. And Gowan is as portrayed here is like not very heroic at all. Like he's not really someone to admire. It's unusual. I think that there's so few superhero movies that are about people who don't really be start off as superheroes as much as we have origin stories. It's always very clear that they are very heroic and have values and all those things. But I think this film is actually really true to that origin story. Yeah, it's definitely something I saw somebody saying that it really felt like a deconstruction of kind of the hero's narrative, Mm -hmm. while also simultaneously paying tribute. I mean, and kind of being pretty true to the source material. Another one of the things that I really loved about the film was the cinematography. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was beautiful you know it does kind of fall into this uh like kind of gritty grimy hero aesthetic but there's also some really cool things happening with like how we transition to different seasons um all the different locales that we're in I mean Dev Patel looks gorgeous (laughs) (laughs) um and I mentioned that because he's supposed to like uh the distributor has made like all this big deal about like all the different outfits that he wears and like his different regalia and he is the star like this is a star making turn as much as he is already a star um like this is really like a an important moment for Dev Patel's career I think because the action hero kind of thing you know isn't available to everyone and it's not something that everyone can do honestly um but he does it really well here and he looks really good um in these moments where he has to like fight and like do the do the superhero kind of like stance <laughs> absolutely and yeah that's that's to speak to this film really is gorgeous altogether like it's just so well put together the cinematography is beautiful um it definitely, if you're familiar with A24, it definitely feels like a big epic A24 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a criticism because I love, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And again, it kind of, it takes me back to the ambition and just the, and that's just what really gets me. It's like they made this huge movie that's not afraid to be quiet. It's not afraid to be weird. It's not afraid to to leave you with questions. It does bring up a thing to me that I'm curious to ask you about. You know, in, in your job as a programmer, mm-hmm. you probably have to think about it more clearly. And then me as like, you know, someone who, you know, talks about films for a job and stuff. And I feel like this happens a lot with A24 movies because they put so much money behind the marketing Mm -hmm. and they set expectations 
Mm-hmm. And then I love having my expectations like completely like mm-hmm. taken away. But I feel like yeah. in some ways, this is one of those films that has like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. And then, you know, you look at the audience score and it's like 50%. How do you think about that as a programmer? Yeah, that's really interesting. So A24 is a, a production company and distributor uh, that we work with often. Uh, they started doing Art House Fair. And if you're interested about them or like they've done um, The Witch, uh, Midsummer, um, The Green Knight, Zola, Uncut Gems, like kind of anything that's really hit through the art house zeitgeist is probably coming from A24. Um, And if you're interested in the kind of origins of A24, there's a lot of really great um, uh, film YouTubers doing like awesome explainers. It's like how A24 became this behemoth and independent art house film. But like this, this same thing kind of happened with The Witch, right? So like the trailers, you're really expecting like a a very tense, uh, a scare, a minute type of film. And it's actually much quieter than that. It's much more introspective. It's much more languid. Um, The tension is still there. It's still a really wonderful movie. But people were upset because it was not what the trailer sold. (laughs) And I think that like A24 is really great at making trailers that will catch your eye, but they're going to give you something else because I think that's what they want to do. Like they're trying to make art house independent film cool. Um, and I think so much that, that why a 24 has become, I think like the only one of the few known distributors among millennials and Gen Z is because they make a unique product. And I think those are also, um, demographics who, are going into films wanting their expectations um, not to be met in a way. Like they want to go in and find something different. Like it's not as exciting to go into a film and kind of know what to expect and then get exactly that same thing that you're expecting. Like it's not as thrilling and it doesn't start conversation in the same way. So yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. In fact, I really love it because I love what, what they're doing. Um, is they're using really great, beautiful, sharp, kind of old school movie marketing to get people to see interesting stuff that you will not get from a major studio. Um, Like this film in the hands of Disney, for example, is a much different film. It's a much more expected film. Um, And here you really do have an an art house take on um, the story of Gowan and the Green Knight. And, and I love that because that's what we do. So for me, like A24 is one of those distributors that like, I always want to play them, honestly. Like even rarely do they have a film that's a miss, but even if it were to be a miss, um, it would be a miss in a, an incredibly creative way because that's the work that they're looking for. So much of, so many of the budgets for films go to tentpole films, to franchises, yeah. to... Um, big things that are expected that give you exactly what you think you want. You have, uh, I, I just respect so much that like they put so much clout behind a film that mm-hmm. challenges you. It just doesn't happen as much anymore. You know, this is like something yeah. that, this is something that happened yeah. a lot in the seventies with the American mm-hmm. new wave. And then a little bit like in the early nineties when, independent film was really rise of independent film. yeah yeah. exactly and then there was kind of a there was kind of this moment 
when I first started getting into film where, you know, focus features was like the thing. And then, um, Mm -hmm. and Sony picture classics and, and, you know, they were putting out like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and little miss sunshine and like all these movies, but a lot of that era type independent films are like, they don't happen as much anymore. And a 24 is kind of like the, this, you know, behemoth in a way, but I appreciate that this film exists david lowry which talk about like his films are Uh consistently you know he's even done a huge disney film you know he you know started off doing these small independent films had a little bit of a breakthrough with anthem body saints you know and uh a ghost story and films like that and then you know did a huge disney film pete's dragon and then i love that he kind of comes from like he did the Disney fairy tale film, and now he is doing this like very dark, but still beautiful, and just some something that's unlike anything else I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, and he also just wrapped Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah, so he's really like a lot of the independent filmmakers. I feel like that have come from independent films who have gone on to do these bigger films are just doing the bigger films now, and I love seeing the David Lowry like. He does the bigger film and then he comes back and he's like, all right, let's do something crazy. Like let's, let's have, you know, uh, somebody wear a sheet through a whole film and make a love story about it. Yeah. I mean, as an independent filmmaker, like you have to, like that's, that's where your money's going to come from. Yeah, totally. You know, like Chloe Zhao's not making bank off of Nomadland, right? It's, It's off of that Marvel contract and that's how you can keep making, um, independent films, because it's really expensive. It's really expensive to make a film and it's really expensive to get it distributed. You know, and they don't make the money that I think people assume that they do. You see national press for it. It's written in the New York Times. You see, you know, Instagram ads for it. You kind of like assume that it's, um, you know, this this behemoth of film, but it's like not. And like that, that's the state of independent film, which is also why I think it's so exciting to see um, something like The Green Knight because, uh, a swing like this, even in the art house world, is still it's it's still a major risk because there are things that you know will work even within the art house space. Um, you know, and and marketing the film the way Twenty Four did, um, they are also risking driving away art house audiences by something that might seem too violent and too mainstream. So, like, there's like a fine line that they have to walk. Absolutely. And I think this film pretty much nails it for me. So I will say people out there should see, absolutely see this film and expect something that is ambitious. It's strange. It's beautiful. The acting is incredible. It's a big swing. And I think that it, it hits it. Yeah, I agree. See the green Knight. What do you think people should watch with The Green Knight, though? I'm going to tell people to watch um, the other David Lowry film that I really love, A Ghost Story, um, with Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. You know, one of the things that I think David Lowry seems to do really well as a director um, from the work that I've seen of him um, is that he's really good at, like, eliciting really subtle emotions from his actors and, like, filming those really well. Um, You know, in, in The Green Knight, Dev Patel isn't having like wild emotional reactions to things. He's having very subtle, like confusion, bewilderment, uh, resolve, and all of those things like come through on camera. Cause I think Dev Patel is so great at what he does, but also I think David Lowry really knows how to film an actor. 
And in a ghost story, Casey Affleck is under a sheet the whole time because <laughs> he is a ghost. Um, and you can see, you can feel him emote. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to say it. It's amazing. It's an amazing feat of, of direction and movie making. And I think it's because David Lowry was like confident. He was like, I can make, I can make this work. I can put my biggest actor under a sheet and still make a great film. And like, that's really a, it's really bold. <laughs> so my um, recommendation today is a very different film, but it is also from a 24. And it's also referring back to those acting back to the acting and the way that um, basically just, this is just an actor that I love, but it's ex machina. I just love Alicia Vikander who plays two roles in who, the green Knight. Yeah. Who plays two roles in this film. Um, and because of the nature of the story, I think he did write more for her to do than what's in the original source material. And she really nails it. Um, but I just love ex machina because of her face and the way that she emotes those emotions. And if you haven't seen ex machina, I'm sure anyone listening has probably seen it because um, it's another one of those A24 films that really broke through. But Alicia Vikander really is just so incredible in that film as a robot. So I love that. I was also thinking about recommending The Last Temptation of Christ. Sure, go for it. But I haven't seen it in a very long time. So. The Green Knight is playing at the Filmstreams Dundee Theater. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure. For Filmstreams, I'm Diana Martinez.